Welcome to the Olifunga Va'a Etasi One Family. In this Talanoa, I share space with Charles Dukana Singer, born in Suva, Fiji, and raised in a diaspora. Charles reminisces about his childhood growing up in Fiji using his chosen mesina, Masi. Hi, My name is Charles Dukana Singer. I'm Fijian. Um, I'm um, from the island of Nairai in Lomaiviti, from a small village called Natoloa. Um, yeah, and I'm Fasu, so my mom's side is from Somosomo, Taviuni. I was born and raised in Fiji, um, Suva, and I came over to New Zealand when I was 40 in 2011. <clears throat> yeah, and um, thank for both my mom's side and my dad's side. I come from quite a chiefly bloodline. Um, they're both Ratus and aunties on both sides. Um, Can you talk about your involvement f um, in the community or what you do for Mahi? Yeah, um, so my dad and my granddad were very into education. My granddad has a PhD in education and so he always stressed that uni and school was very important. So I kind of went down that route. Um, the uni route. So I graduated from the University of Auckland with a Bachelor of Science majoring in Applied Maths and then I went into the corporate world. So now I'm a Business Insights Analyst and um, yeah so all I do is just look after data and um, yeah and just clean and a lot of data visualization. But uh, for community I wouldn't say I do much because I don't think I do anything at all. Um, <laughs> compared to my back in Fiji, I had to do quite a bit because we had uh, quite a lot of functions. Because obviously, like my dad and my granddad were kind of like the chiefs of the village, and so they had a lot of functions. So I was always like helping out. We had like heaps of fundraising events. Um, yeah, there's quite a bit that we like raised a couple hundred thousand dollars. Um, always had to go to functions to show up because we were representing. Um, like our, our village and stuff like that but since we come to New Zealand not much because we're like there's only five of us that came over oh sorry four of us my dad my mom my sister and I and then we didn't really do anything when we got here and my dad didn't really want us to go out um, like even if we wanted to go to church and stuff he said no he just wanted us to like get an education because that's why he brought us over so he took like a lot, he actually took like a huge pay cut and a huge risk coming here because he said, oh yeah, I'll come over just so my kids have the opportunity to go to a better uni. Oh, Auckland University is quite good. And like that was his like dream goal. So when he came here, he didn't want any distractions. So I didn't play any sports. I didn't go to any community. If I asked to go to um, even church, he said, no, no, you don't need to, you don't need that. Just keep studying every day. And yeah, I think just from then I just, was kind of like got used to it so I don't really go out and I don't really do anything much anymore I just um, do my own thing Nice Could you describe your chosen Miasina? Yeah, so um, the cho one I've chosen is uh, the Masi uh, as most people know it's called Tapa but in features called Masi and um, <clears throat> yeah 
Um, so that was gift, gifted to us by my auntie. We went back uh, last Christmas, 2022. Yeah, and then she gave it to us as kind of like a, a gift. And um, it's quite beautiful. And so um, I thought I'd choose that as I don't really have much any, I don't really have any other things that I've brought over from Fiji that I hold quite close because they're all back in the family house. But yeah, when that was gifted, I thought it was quite nice. And um, yeah, the mask is quite symbolic as well. And yeah, that's why I chose that. Um, from your memory or growing up um, when you were in Fiji, where did you see Masi being used or how do you think Masi is used? Um, <clears throat> I'd say the most, um, I think the most often times it uses during like special ceremonies, um, usually weddings or marriages. Yeah, um, I think quite similar to other Pacific cultures, um, the groom or the yeah the groom wears masi around them or when the groom's family comes over to ask the um the fiance's family for their um I wouldn't say any marriage but uh, approval they bring like masi and like a lot of tambour as well to present it as gifts and um yeah I think just growing around growing up and seeing that being used in like that kind of social social settings was um, yeah quite cool and kind of knew like the importance of masi. It can be used uh, as like a normal gift or like very important gifts. But uh, yeah, it's quite nice. Living in New Zealand, you're yeah. no longer in um, Fiji, um, and people tend to use a lot of the Mercina all these artifacts to feel connected to things. How does um, Masi make you feel connected to home considering that you're in like an ocean apart from from Fiji? Um, <clears throat> I think just the colors and the patterns reminds me of home. Um, yeah, because they use a lot of brown, uh, a specific type of brown. Uh, I don't really know the details, but uh, it's just something where you see it and be like, oh, that looks Fijian. I was like, this food when you when you like taste Fijian curry you just know straight away and then yeah it's just something that just instantly reminds you of home um, and yes got a lot of and my mom used to make masi as well growing up I'm um, just telling the story how she used to use selfish in the morning and then at night time she used to make masi with her nana because she was raised by her nana and on the weekends they go to the markets and sell it for money and that was their source of income and um, yeah it's quite cool because I've been to like a couple of Fijian um, like some of my Fijian mates have went over to their place you can just see like the masi hanged up on the wall and um, I think something similar to like the Fijian flag like how most people hang up their flags in the living room or in the bedroom to remind them of home uh, a lot of Fijians hang up their masi as well because um, I think it's yeah it's quite nice and reminds them of home as well. Do you recall any of the motifs used in the Masi? Or any common motifs that's used or patterns in the Masi that, that you can remember that it symbolizes or any patterns that speaks to you? Like in Samoa they, they, they tend to use like a centipede and you actual you'll see the centipede used. Yeah. Do you do you think um 
Fijian has any distinctive mo- patterns or motifs that they use on their tapa? Yeah, definitely. Because um, Fijian is usually just straight lines, like the squares or circles. Um, I don't know what the pattern is called, but it's usually like a box and it's cut from like diagonally. And then there's four triangles. And then in each box, there's um, it's shaded at the bottom at the top. In the next box alternating from left to right um yeah and then that's just like a very quite common pattern in fiji and then it's quite common in tattoos as well um yeah i'm not too sure what the style is called do you record masi being made uh, predominantly by women or men or is it a shared duty um i think growing up i've mainly just seen women make it um, yeah, I don't think I've really seen men making masi or tapa, but uh, yeah, I think it was predominantly made by women. As a person from the Moana, and um, what legacy would you like to leave the next generation or your future future children? Is masi or just in general? Just in general, just something um, maybe from a Fijian perspective, or um, what what do you hope for? Um, for the growth of Fiji knowledge, Fiji indigenous knowledge, like what do you have to leave for the next generation? Um, good question. I think it'd be good. I mean, like coming to Fiji now, growing up, uh, growing in Fiji, coming to New Zealand, uh, I've had, I got to like a certain point where I had to kind of like learn about Fijian history and Fijian culture. Um, I kind of, I can like I can speak broken Fijian because um, I was growing up I s- mainly spoke English because uh, my dad wanted me and my siblings to learn English uh, so they spoke English at home but everywhere else they spoke Fijian because like his, his goal was always to bring us overseas so that we wanted us to be ready to speak English but I think one thing I want to live with my children I don't know about my other descendants but directly with my children probably knowing just a little bit of like Fijian culture and just knowing how to speak Fijian I think that'd be quite cool um, yeah and just keeping them connected to the Fijian culture I don't want them to um, um, have like an identity crisis and saying like am I actually Fijian because you are <laughs> uh, even if you don't really uh, if not like full Fijian but um, yeah probably just the language um, do you have a Fijian proverb that you would like to share with us that, that speaks to you? Yeah, uh, I got one that uh, I kind of, that I wouldn't say speaks to me, but kind of reminds me of who I am as a person. It's um, what describes me, it's who I am as a person. It's called, um, it goes, Sivimanda um, Nabekao Gainkalu. It is best to go past the forest before you start whistling. And um, I think I use that um, in a way of thinking or that proverb in everything that I do. Like, um, I think that's just the way I was raised, where if there's something that needs to be done, I don't complain until it's done. So it's just, um, yeah, I guess a lot of Pacific Islanders are like that as well, where if they're given a task, they just do it. They don't really complain, ask questions. And um, yeah, just put the head down and just work hard.
Thank you for listening. You can visit the exhibition on the 3rd of March to the end of April 2023, Monday to Friday, 9am to 6pm, and Saturday and Sunday from 10am to 5pm on Level 2 at Tamaki Pataka Korero, the Central City Library. Thank you.